The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. And now, podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. The interesting thing about doing this show all year round, E.B., is there's a good portion of the year where we are doing the CoasterRadio.com podcast, but yet not going to the theme parks. And that's no fun. No, it's not. So, yeah, it's the beginning of the season. Parks are opening, Mike, and we're barely getting out there right now. Yeah, I am excited because just in the past... I don't know, in the past month, I've visited like four or five parks, so it's great to finally be back out at the parks, and it's great to be doing the original theme park podcast, CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike Collins. I'm here with EB. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the show, the first uh, audio podcast in a while. You and I have been knocking out some video podcasts for the past two weeks. Yeah, that's because we've been going to the parks, Mike. Like we said, it's opening, you know, the parks are opening all over the country here in the USA for all of our American listeners. Finally, the the, the seasonal parks are opening. Me and Mike, we've been getting out there, but delivering those video podcasts. But Mike, I think the most important thing that we have to talk about here at the very beginning of the podcast is how much I'm enjoying this flying cauldron butterscotch beer <laughs> from Reed's Ginger Brew. Yes, let's talk about them just a little bit more because because of the video podcast, we did not get a chance to. But are you enjoying one right now as you're doing the podcast? I am enjoying my flying cauldron butterscotch beer from Reed's Ginger Brew. That's Reed's Ginger Brew, brewer of fine butterscotch <laughs> beers, apparently. But no, so, actually, Mike. I'm not enjoying them. See, you, you don't have one in your hand right now. That's why I was going to ask you if you went out and bought one yourself. And and I am without one either. In fact, what I've got in my hand is a very boring raspberry lime flavored seltzer don't, water. Uh, but, 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 no, it's seltzer don't, water. It's don't, plain. It's from the giant food. It's like Don't generic. mention any other brand names because we are trying, of course, to entice Reed's Ginger Brew, purveyors of, fly, of fine flying cauldron butterscotch beers. If only we had each of us, me and Mike Collins, in Indiana and in Washington, D.C., a case on our doorstep of Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer by the fine people at Reed's Ginger Brew. That's what we'd be talking about at the beginning of every yeah. episode of CoasterRadio.com. If only they would underwrite this fine podcast. Well, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to be talking about the first ever CoasterRadio.com listener meetup. It's coming up in just, uh, gosh, I think just about two weeks uh, coming up at Cedar Point, America's Roller Coast. And how nice would it be, EB, to have some butterscotch beer to give to all of the listeners there at the listener meetup? Wouldn't that be fantastic? There are so many fantastic opportunities for Reed's Ginger Brew. Yes, there we go. So CoasterRadio.com. We will talk about that. (laughs) Enough of this stuff. We're talking about opening weekends, and the most exciting opening weekend is happening in our first drive. Yeah, EB, parks opening all over the country. You know, if you live in Florida and California, they're always open. But if you're in the rest of the country, your parks are starting to open, uh, at least for weekend operation. And then once Memorial Day weekend comes here, you're open every day. And Kennywood actually had the opening of their 118th season yep. this past weekend. That's a, that's a lot of years to be open. Yeah, it was really exciting, except for the um, terrible police presence and the rioting and the injuries and the property damage. Yes, this is an interesting story because there's a lot of things at play here, including uh, terrible teenagers, but also I think a little bit of media overhype. I think there's a lot going on here. Would you like to tell everybody what was going on? I mean, because the media reported one thing. People who were in the park reported another. So maybe we can give like a happy medium of what, what happened there at the park. <laughs> we'll compromise. Yeah, we'll try there to. You go. Okay, so um, essentially what happened last Saturday was Kennywood's opening day. And large groups of teenagers entered the park in the evening because they were offering um, you know, the evening pass after 5 p.m. You could go in for a, a reduced price around that time. About 100 teenagers from the city came into the park. They started causing trouble. They were loud. They were pushing people, shoving people, running around the park, line jumping the whole thing. There was at least one fight that was reported and 
posted on YouTube actually, and security was overwhelmed, so they called in the cops. Police pouring into the Kennywood parking lot. They shut down the park early and kick everybody out. Yeah, they shut down a whole hour early because they were saying, you know, they've got to get the situation under control. They didn't want to keep the park open. And then I guess what happened after this is all of those teenagers, the huge mob of teenagers, moved across the street to the McDonald's? Is that what happened? Is that where they all went? Yes, and if you go on our Facebook page, we'll, sh- we'll have a link there of the entire mob. You can see them all. You yeah. can zoom in and pick out their faces. <laughs> no, but the, the, yeah, basically, they, they moved everybody out of the park because they shut down early, pushed them through the parking lot, out across the street to the McDonald's. And I guess as they were going through the parking lot, some lady was probably yelling at them and giving them a hard time, and they smashed her window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I saw that as well. So Now, it was funny to hear... The in-park patrons, the guests who were there, talk about what happened and then hear what all of the news stations were saying because the news people were kind of hyping it up to be Oh, the terrifying. news people were all over this. They were like, a uh, hundred rioters yeah. <laughs> setting fire to Kennywood tonight, a park in chaos. Yes, they, they were trying to make it really into like the Ferguson riots or the Baltimore <laughs> I don't riots. I about that. But that yeah, it seemed like it. it. it they were trying to draw comparisons to that. Like, you know, like, it, and even it was funny, some of the YouTube videos, you have people going, Oh, now Pittsburgh is just like Baltimore, but it was it was nothing. <laughs> it was so bad. So basically, I mean, I don't want to. You you brought it up, Mike. So let's get into race relations here. It was essentially white kids posting videos on YouTube. Hey, look at all these black folks. Yeah. Causing trouble. That's not okay. That's inappropriate. But no, I mean, this is something that Kenny Wood, this is, I I don't know, Mike, this is something Kenny Wood kind of deals with. It seems like every few years it happens. I think it happens at any park that's near the inner city. I think you have sometimes like, you know, big groups of kids coming in and stuff. It happens quote unquote urban park. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it always happens that you have like, especially when you lower the prices to a certain Mm -hmm. point, you have a ton of people come in. And I don't know, maybe it like teenagers are teenagers. If you have a lot of kids there, there's going to be some action. You know, it doesn't matter. Black, white, red, green. Like they're going to like all get together and mix it up. It happened in my high school. I I was like in a white suburb and there were like different high schools that hated (laughs) each other. It didn't matter. And so when those kids all got together in one place, there were fights it, it and there were it wasn't black or Those white South was, Lake kids when yes. they got into herndon let me tell you no no it was like it was in like west springfield virginia and it was like all white kids so, this, <laughs> so i was getting kind of upset today when i saw on facebook like blatant racism coming out <laughs> like, no it was it was pretty bad no this yeah. is something i mean really i mean this is something it was blown out of proportion mike like you were saying at the beginning so this is something urban parks have to deal with that they're going to have a lot of influx of a lot of kids you know it's easy transportation it's easy to get to these parks yeah they just have to deal with it and the, the facebook reaction was unfair in my opinion because a lot of people were blaming it on like the corporate attitude of merlin took over kennywood and now they're only interested in selling tickets and so they had the reduced ticket prices for after 5 p.m and was that to blame and all that stuff it's not family friendly anymore no that's not what it is kennywood has a long history of dealing with the fact that it is is four miles away from downtown Pittsburgh? I mean, yeah. come on. I was trying to figure out why people were blaming Merlin. Were, were right. they blaming because of the after 5 p.m. ticket price, which was like $27? Yeah. So they're right. saying you're going to let people in and like uh, let kids in who are going to like you know go in there and essentially uh, have Kennywood act as a babysitter for them? Mm-hmm. Is, is that what they were trying to say? Is that like the price maybe should be higher? Or I, another thing I saw a lot of people saying is you shouldn't let anybody under 18 in without a parent. There was a lot of stupid talk on, on yeah. Facebook yeah. about people like there were people that were saying 21 years old without an escort. Yeah. A parent. Yeah. So you had to be with a parent in the park, not only just buying the tickets. The whole thing is stupid. It, really? This is something that urban parks have to deal with. Kennywood does need to, you know, crack down on security. They need to be a family-friendly park. They need to get in there and kick these people out, grab these kids, make sure that they can kind of keep things under control. That's what they tried to kind of put across on Facebook. I don't know if they were successful at it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually at King's Dominion this past weekend, and I saw security like taking care of business at King's Dominion. There were some kids who were whipping out, and this is like, funny, it was nothing, but they were whipping out their cell phone on the Rebel Yell. Hmm? 
And that that type of stuff stopped. They stopped the ride. They went up there and got the cell phone down. Like they were being serious, man. So you know, like I I think it's all about. And and I wonder if like Kennywood wasn't prepared with enough security, maybe because they thought it was early in the season. You don't need a lot, and they kind of got caught unaware. But I think like when you have a good security presence in your park, I think teenagers are going to, like, chill out, and they're going to be like, hey, let's not cause problems because we're going to get kicked out. They're going to kick out or take away our season pass. They're going to put our picture at the front. We're not going to be able to get in. (laughs) And I think, like, I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're a teenager, you want to go to the theme park. You don't want to cause trouble to the part where you can't get back in, don't you think? as much as these kids want to have a rep, <laughs> the park yeah. needs to have a rep too. Sure. I mean, if, and if the park has a rep of, of getting these kids and, and booting them out of the park and banning them, you know, for the year or even worse, you know, for a long – for life. I mean, like you said, but the picture at the front. So that, that's what they need to do. They need to follow the rules. They need to enforce the rules and they need to have that security presence out there because yeah. Kennywood, I mean, they have their list of rules and they're pretty strict. Kennywood, they forbid – aggressive chest bumping yeah that's right they do so you yeah. can't celebrate yeah. your ride on phantom's revenge with an aggressive fist chest bump they'll kick you out of the park for that you know what they need eb is like a, a really like beefy brutal security force like whenever you go to a club or something you've got the big <laughs> ass bouncer outside right. who you're not going to mess with and you're not going to cause trouble inside the club because you know he'll kick your ass you know, you like you see those big dudes and you're like, I'm not going to I'm not going to cause a fight in here. Those guys will like beat me down. That's what you kind of need at the park. You need that presence. You well, need, that you was know. something that when I was researching this story a little bit, Mike, I was surprised to find that Kenny would actually had a lawsuit back in the early 80s where they were. The state of Pennsylvania allowed them to have park police. Actual police with arrest powers. Wow. And the ability to carry guns. Wow. How about that? That's so the park yeah. police, the security people at Kennywood can actually bust you, arrest you, and turn you into the authorities. How about that? And you know what I was thinking too, EB, is we're kind of in a weird time right now. And and I know that like what's going on in Baltimore and what was going on in Ferguson is nowhere near the same. But I think – and I wonder, and this maybe is not true, but are security forces – on alert to be a little more careful like you know that now cell phones are everywhere like you know if you put your hands on one of these kids or something you know what what could happen you know i wonder if they're thinking about that that's got to be something that's that's in the back of their heads no i i think if the parks have well if the parks have good rules and the parks have well publicized rules and everybody knows the rules and then security enforces the rules as they're written there's going to be no complaints yeah that's what it comes down to. So Kennywood just needs to go back to their rules and enforce those same rules, and nobody's going to have a problem with it. You know, they're going to get these people. They're going to get these guys, these 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 thugs. <laughs> yeah, Mike. I <laughs> saw for line jumping and for cursing and for lewd behavior, and they're going to bounce them out of the park. Yeah, I saw worse on Facebook though. I saw. I will not repeat what I saw on Facebook today, but it was like. I don't know, like 1950s Alabama. No, no, <laughs> that was bad like- stuff. No, but the park, if the park, like I said, if the park has good, fair rules, yes, and they enforce them universally, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. The problem was that op- on opening day, like you, like you, like you suggested, Mike, maybe they weren't prepared to enforce the rules that they already have. Yeah. But now that they are, it's going to be okay. I'll tell you what, though, it cannot happen again, or Kennywood is in some trouble. Because if if they start to be known as a place where there are gang wars happening at Kennywood, <laughs> you know, like like all the scared white people are going to start saying, oh, my God, the gang wars. <laughs> scared white people. What I loved so much about this story also was that they were like, uh, we were monitoring social media. <laughs> for, perhaps there was like a campaign, like hashtag riot at Kennywood. Yes. No, there was nothing like that, no. guys. It was just like a bunch of kids showed up. They caused some trouble. They kicked them out. No big deal. It's an urban park. It's what happens. Yeah. I, I, I It kind of happens at every park at one time or another. You always hear about things like that happening. I, I remember, you know, back in the old days, it happened in Kings Dominion, too. Now they've got metal detectors. Nothing happens, you know? Yeah, I, I was 15 once, and we caused trouble. Yeah. Although not to that extent. <laughs> well, I don't know. Close to, EB. Close to. I never threw a brick through somebody's car. Yeah, that's true. That's true. One thing I know is that you and I will not cause any trouble 
uh, when we head to Knott's Berry Farm later on this year. We're going to be very good and, and very well behaved. <laughs> uh, that's coming up in July, and we're going to have more information on that very shortly. But there is a big event happening at Knott's Berry Farm on May 14th which is just around the corner here. And the people at Knott's are, have been fantastic, and they have a great offer for listeners of CoasterRadio.com uh, that is absolutely free and gives you a chance to ride the new Iron Reef ride before anybody else. This is really cool, Mike. So I guess I, the, the Iron Reef ride, the people at Knott's Berry Farm, they know that we're coming there to California later this summer. And so they put us on the list where you guys are going to be able to go to a sneak preview of the Iron Reef. And all you got to do is sign up. That's right. It sounds fantastic. The ride is going to open on May 15th. But on May 14th, they are all holding a fan preview event. And what they are allowing is 50 of CoasterRadio.com's listeners to go to this event. And what they're going to do is provide exclusive ride time on Voyage to the Iron Reef. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be followed by a special presentation featuring the Knott's Berry Farm and Triotech creative teams. Mm. So basically what's going to happen is on May 14th, you get there at 4.45 p.m. At 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., you get exclusive ride time on Voyage to the Iron Reef. And then from 7 to 8, you actually get to ask questions of the creative team who built the ride. Pretty cool. This is fantastic. So this is the new ride. This is like Canada's Wonderland, Wonder Mountain Guardian. This is the Triotech 3D. It's like the immersive screens and shooting and roller coaster ride. So this is the one that's happening down at Knott's Berry Farm. And you guys are going to be able to be the first ones on there to ride this ride the day before it opens to the general public. If only you RSVP. Through CoasterRadio.com. Yeah, so here's what you do. Head to ironreef.coasterradio.com. That's the web address that you can go to. Ironreef, R-E-E-F, dot coasterradio.com. And if you are one of the first 50 people to sign up, you're in. That's how it goes. And we're going to send the list off to Knott's Berry Farm. You'll show up there on May 14th, and you're in for like two hours of riding that ride before anybody else. So that's pretty great. It's completely free. It's totally exclusive. This is really cool, Mike. Yeah, I'm really, and that's a really nice of the Knott's Berry Farm people to uh, set that up through CoasterRadio.com. So, yep. Um, and it's 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 fantastic. So, what we are hoping is that all 50 of you go, uh, you know, send us in some photos, uh, do some tweeting and stuff. We'll put that out on our social media, and maybe we'll have one or two of you on the show to actually tell us what the new ride is all about. I love this. You guys, got, you've got to represent, and then you've got to come back and feedback on the show itself. Yeah, so head to ironreef.coasterradio.com. We will have the number of tickets that are left up there. So if you see that there's like 10 left, you better jump in and do it because everybody's going to go in and uh, you know take that 50, I think, pretty quickly. Especially, <laughs> you know what's going to happen? I think it's even going to get outside of the Coaster Radio audience. I bet it's going to spread. And so you, as soon as you hear this, you may want to go and check that because I doubt those tickets are going to last very long. Well, we know that from the uh, listener surveys and all that stuff that we've got a lot of listeners in California, in California. California. So you guys got to get over there to, uh, what was it, Mike? IronReef.CoastRadio.com? Yes. Yep, that's right. So that way, just the name of the ride right there and you head there and uh, it's very easy. It just takes you about like uh, 30 seconds to sign up and, and you're in. So pretty great. And it, it's great because it's a great opportunity to have like a media day type event for a lot of people, a lot of our listeners. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Um, cool. Speaking of great listener events, this is a good time for Coaster Radio, man. The uh, first ever CoasterRadio.com <clears throat> meetup is coming up in just about two weeks on Sunday, May 24th at America's Roller Coast Cedar Point. Yes, we're so excited about this. It's two weekends away, I guess, Mike, when this podcast drops. It's so close. It's so close. So if you guys are coming to Cedar Point this summer, make sure that you come on Memorial Day weekend because that's when me and Mike are going to be there with all of our friends from CoasterRadio.com, all of you listeners out there. We've already got a lot of people coming. It's going to be a big deal, Mike. Yes. In fact, you can sign up right now. If you Here's another website for you. Go ahead and write this one down, too. Head to <laughs> Cedar Point dot coasterradio.com that's the website address and you can uh, sign up because basically what we're doing this is an, a very interesting type of event it is not a coaster enthusiast event mm. it's kind of a strictly a listener meetup mm-hmm. but eb and i have come up with a whole day's worth of events for you starting very early in the morning where we are going to have our tailgate breakfast 
<laughs> yes. So this is a completely grassroots style. Like, I mean, this is the ultimate coasterradio.com meetup because this is you and us hanging out at Cedar Point. It's going to start 8 a.m. in the parking lot. I'm going to fly a coasterradio.com flag yes. above my car. I love like, it. This is going to be there. And you guys are going to find it. We're going to have a pancake breakfast before the gates even open at 10 a.m. That's right. You can actually have your picture taken with EB's car. It's going to be there. You can have your photo <laughs> taken with it. That's like the DeLorean or yes. something or the Batmobile. EB, I'm going to park right next to you. People can take photos with mine, too. In fact, you know what? I'll even let you get behind the wheel of the Prince Mike Collins mobile. <laughs> and I'll take a photo of you sitting the, there. The Jet Blue Monte Carlo. Yeah, that's right. You can sit there where I sit and drive to work every day. You can, you know, sit, feel what it's like. If you want, that's that's fine. That's that's happening at the tailgate gate breakfast where EB and I are going to make delicious pancakes for everyone who attends. This is ridiculous. So for the for the 40 or 50 people that have already signed up at cedarpoint.coasterradio.com, you guys are already in. But for everybody else listening, this is actually happening. So I will be making pancakes in the parking lot at Cedar Point Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, May 24th. And you can be there and eat one of the pancakes I make in the parking lot. Yes. Of- this is real, Mike. EB, I'm shocked 50 people have signed up so far to go to this, and this is the first time that we're mentioning the actual sign-up on the website. So I have no idea how many people are going to show up in general, but no, right now already we just have 50 people who have heard yeah, about it, it on Facebook. It's, it's going to happen. So after we do the, the, the pancake breakfast, 10 a.m., the, 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 the rope drops. We ride roller coasters all day long. But then, Mike, at lunchtime, yes. we're, we're going back to the parking lot picnic pavilion because you and me are going to be grilling hot dogs that's right we're going to have coaster radio themed food (laughs) we're going to give a name to the hot dog a name to the chips a name to the cookies there's going to be food out there for people now this is what i wonder this is this is a free (laughs) this is a free lunch of me and mike Literally grilling hot dogs on a grill in the parking lot of Cedar Point. So if you guys, seriously, breakfast, lunch, Cedar Point, CoasterRadio.com, Sunday, May 24th, CedarPoint.CoasterRadio.com. What yes. are you waiting for? Yes. Now, see, you guys wonder what do we do with the Patreon.com money that we talk <laughs> we about? We barely buy pancake mix and a hot dog. This is it. This is it. We're, see, we're giving it back for all of you bastards out there who are like, they're just putting the money in their pockets. Screw you. We're bringing it back to you guys. We're making freaking pancakes with you. That's a lot of pancakes and hot dogs, Mike. Yes, that's right. This got 50 people showing up. We got to feed. See? <laughs> this is fantastic. All so those- there you go. If you haven't already made your plans, if you haven't already RSVP'd, go now. Cedarpoint.coasterradio.com. This is Sunday, May 24th. We're three weekends away yes. when this podcast drops. So make sure you sign up right now. Get over there. We're going to have t-shirts. Mike, we didn't even mention the Ski Ball Olympics. Oh, We're my gonna God. Literally, Mike, I don't even think I told you this. I'm going to have a friggin' trophy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awarded to the number one champion of the ski ball. We're yes. going to play ski ball, and you're going to get a trophy. Yeah, and if Cedar Point aren't a bunch of cheap bastards, maybe they'll give us a prize, too. <laughs> Don't be surprised. They're though. not going to do anything. They're not. We're going to riot, and we're going to burn that stuff down and throw bricks through windows. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We don't have anything to hand over to you guys for prizes. Sorry about that. Fine. I guess we'll just have our picnic lunch in the parking lot. <laughs> we'll see. I think they're going to come around. They're going to they're gonna give us something good, EB. I know it. All right, or we'll throw bricks through some car windows. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you guys do, it's cool. That's right. So uh, go to uh, cedarpoint.coasterradio.com. <laughs> go through bricks through windshields.coasterradio.com. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> dot That's where you can see the whole event schedule there. Uh, we're going to have a big group rides at several times during the day, group yes. photos and stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and like EB said, it's exactly the type of event that Coaster Radio would hold, kind yes. of low-key, fun, just hanging out, uh, not a bunch of uh, hoopla and stuff. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to getting out there with you guys, riding some rides, and meeting you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to have T-shirts, Mike. Yes, that, oh, that's right, because the EB T-shirt shop is in full swing right now. 
Absolutely. So what do you call this? Shirts.coasterradio.com. You guys got a lot of websites to yes. write down, apparently. There's a lot happening with Coaster Radio right now. You know, we're like we're we're like right past the 10th anniversary. We're going to have our big 10th anniversary show uh, any week now. Lots of great stuff happening. And I, I seriously think, may I say it one more time? I'm going to say it one more time and then we'll, we'll drop it. I think imagine the, the smiles on people's faces if you open the hatchback of your car, EB, and in there. <laughs> were boxes from Reed's Ginger Brew of Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer that we could hand out to everybody. We were just talking about breakfast, lunch, maybe even dinner. I don't know. Reed's Ginger Brew Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer makes a great choice for all three meals of the day. I think what needs to happen, I'm, and I'm being serious here, we, we don't ask for your guys' help with this a lot, but we've been like having some fun tweeting Reed's Ginger Brew about this. Why don't you guys, if you are going to the Costa Radio event, why don't you send them a tweet and say, man, I would really love to sample some butterscotch beer at the CoasterRadio.com listener meetup. I bet you they, they do that. They acquiesce and send us some. I think that Ooh, would happen. That would be fantastic. Yes. I, I love that idea, and I love the big word that you use. Thank you. Describing <laughs> Reed's Ginger Brew accepting our offer to be the coastradio.com official underwriter. Like, come on. We're a lot different than the other podcasts. That's why we use the big words, EB. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. So, Reed's Ginger Brew, Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer, cedarpoint.coastradio.com for the official meetup Sunday, May 24th at Cedar Point. And, of course, EB's t-shirt shop with the new Prince Mike Collins t-shirt available now, shirts.coasterradio.com. EB, one of my favorite things is that I am seeing people post on Facebook and Twitter pictures of them wearing your shirts in the parks. This is happening now. Like, I saw somebody... With a Prince Mike Collins shirt walking around the park, and I'm doubled over laughing that, you know, somebody's actually wearing that. It's fantastic. I love it. And we still have a limited number of Prince Mike Collins shirts available. So they're in blue. Or I'm sorry, cobalt. Oh, yes. <laughs> and goldenrod, not yellow. And new, Mike, I will say, magenta. Oh, very nice. Very nice. For the ladies. Yes. I saw you were going to be making uh, tanks for the ladies if they wanted. So that's nice, it, too. Perhaps, possibly. So So go to shirts.coastradio.com. Get your Prince Mike Collins shirts. We have some character shirts left over. And we also are going to be coming up with a retro shirt design. Uh, and then, ultimately, Mike, I'm so excited about this, the exclusive CoasterRadio.com Cedar Point Meetup yes. 10th Anniversary T-Shirt. Shirts.CoasterRadio.com CedarPoint.CoasterRadio.com What are you guys waiting for? I, I love it. There's so much happening right now in the show. This is like an exciting th- time, you know? Good stuff. <laughs> There's so much, Mike. But let's get back to the parks right after this break. This is CoasterRadio.com Okay, okay, it's me, Tibor. You're not expecting me right here out of break, but it's me, Tibor, Dutch performing artist. I bring theme park experience to you in, in my performing arts, but no, not, no, no. I'm telling you, not today. Today, I'm telling you, go to coastalradio.com first before you do Amazon.com shopping. Yeah. Okay, it's easy. So you say, Tibor, how is this easy? I will say, it's so easy. You one, two, three, done. Click Amazon logo at top of Coaster Radio like website. Go straight to Amazon. Do your shopping. Same as regular Amazon website shopping. All things are the same. You want to buy Blu-ray, DVD of Paul Verhoeven Total Recall. All things cost the same. It's cost $9. You go to Costa Radio, like I'm first, you click Amazon, it's still only $9. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, same price. You say, Tibor, how is possible? I say, I know it's crazy, right? But no, it's, you think, what is this deal? It's bad. No, it's not bad. Amazon gives small percentage of your purchase back to Mike and EB. Original theme park podcast is great deal. So listen to me, Tibor, Dutch performing artist, do what I do. My sister Tatiana, all my performing arts troupe, what they do. Go to coastalradio.com first, click through on the Amazon logo, do Amazon.com shopping. Yeah, it's great experience you'll ever have. 
And welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike Collins. I am here with EB, having a lot of fun just talking about all the great stuff happening here at the show. Uh, One of the things that's happened in the past two weeks is uh, EB and I have actually gotten to go to a couple media events at the different parks near us uh, to open some brand new roller coasters, some good stuff. Yes, we've been enjoying. I I went to Thunderbird at Holiday World. You went to Tempesto at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. I mean, and we're talking about the media day, the big reveal of Iron Reef that's happening down at Knott's Berry Farm that's coming up, Mike. I mean, this is this is a great time to be a fan of roller coasters. That's right. I mean, when you just look all over the country at what's happening, you know, up in uh, New England at Six Flags New England with Wicked oh. Cyclone out west with uh, at Six Flags Magic Mountain with their new RMC roller coaster, just tons mm-hmm. of big ones opening. You know, a Fury three two five wowing everybody already. It's right. just it's a it's a great year. It's a great year for new rides. Yes, absolutely. And I got to ride Thunderbird at Holiday World, which kind of was hyped up ex- because it's the first launched wing rider. Yes. Now I was wondering about this. I mean, uh, they were so nice at Holiday World. Paula was nice enough at uh, like moments after they announced the ride. I guess like nine months ago, Paula came on the show to talk about their 66 Days at Sea campaign. And we mm-hmm. did a live webcast at that point. So there was a lot of hype even before the ride was announced, like getting people excited uh, for some big new attraction. And then like once they announced that it was going to be the first the world's first launched wing rider, even more hype that just kept building and building and building. So I was wondering if there was going to be any anticipation for this ride. No, I I don't think there's the anticipation for this ride because I think as much as the hype grew and grew and grew over the off season, I think it grew and then it kind of went like, okay, so it's a launch wing rider, but okay, I guess that's not a, is that as big a deal as we think it was? Yeah, that was that was my question because it looked very cool. The the POVs, uh, the computer animations that they had looked fantastic. I was wanting to know what it would be like when you first got <clears throat> on that that train well actually let me let's start here what did it look like when you like arrived at the park and and had to do that long walk back to finally see it (laughs) well i think that was the thing it was a long walk back what i will say about this ride as much as it was hyped up as much as people were super excited about this new ride thunderbird coming to holiday world is it met expectations Oh, okay. There we go. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing. So Holiday World, I think it's, it's a good thing that it met expectations because people had very high expectations for this ride. But at the same time, people had some negative you know, thoughts about what this ride might be. And it met those expectations too. Oh, okay. So see, that's what I was wanting because the wing rider concept, mm. right. it, it's very cool. But I think a lot of people have put it into kind of the gimmick it's, it's kind of you know? gimmicky, and it kind of got played out really quick. And so Holiday World was kind of the last one to kind of jump on the bandwagon. And with the launch, it kind of was the last hurrah of the Wing Riders, but it works really well. Yeah. Now, talk to me about the placement of the ride. Like, does it make sense where it is in the park? Well, I, I guess so, because it is in the back of Thanksgiving. That was the whole thing. It was like, well, we got a lot of pilgrims and we got a lot of turkeys, but um, Thanksgiving, a lot of Indians. But, ooh, I don't know. How do we do that? Gee whiz. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a soft subject, Mike. Well, see, the one of the things I was wondering about is are they kind of taking a look at like a 20-year plan? Like you put Thunderbird there and then there are going to be things all around <clears> it that they're going to build up over time. So maybe it doesn't make much sense right now, but 15 years from now – it's going to really just kind of fill out the whole park. Maybe it does. I mean, because it is a long walk back to Thunderbird. You have to go past the defunct Pilgrim's Plunge or Giraffica or whatever you call it. It's still standing, Mike. It's still there. It's still empty. The The structure itself of the ride is gone, but the building and the trough of the water ride is still there. You walk past that and go up the long trek up the hill, you know, I don't know, a kilometer or whatever for our European listeners, up the hill <laughs> to go find Thunderbird. It's a kilometer, you be. <laughs> hey, what's going on? So it's it's a it's a long walk to get up there. You're still in Thanksgiving, but you kind of crisscross the water park splash and safari because you've got hyena falls over on the side, which is kind of weird, and it never quite worked out. The complaints that people had about how Giraffica was a mix kind of crossing over Thanksgiving and the water park, it still exists. And I, I, I really hoped that they had put in some more flat rides or something like that on the way up to Thunderbird, and they didn't do it at all. So you're kind of walking all the way up there. You're still in Thanksgiving, but you feel confused. Wow. All right. 
So let's talk about the ride itself. I mean, is it pretty impressive when you walk up to it and you see it? Because it, it covers a lot of ground. It is. Once you get up there, you kind of you you do kind of get up the hill and you're like, oh, I'm still in Thanksgiving and I've got a, a restaurant and a Pepsi Oasis and a gift shop. And, oh, there's a giant ride and they've moved the crow's nest down here, which we used to be the sparkler. And then you go in there and you ride the ride. It's well themed, it, you know, fits into the Thanksgiving theme and all that stuff. But, yeah, once you get on this ride, it makes sense. It works. It does a really good job. One of my favorite things getting into the actual ride itself, I think, are some of the special effects they have before mm-hmm. the ride launches. I think that's really cool. It's cool. And on the media day, like you saw in the video, we don't really spend a lot of time down in the queue line. I mean, people are going to be spending a lot of time in the queue line <laughs> now that the park is open all the way and people are going to be lining up for this thing. But when you go into the barn, the big barn itself, there's lanterns hanging up and they flicker and they flash and they shake when the thunder happens upstairs where the the ride is launching, then you kind of wind your way up. It's kind of like Voyage in that way where you go in the bottom and you go up. When you go up, you kind of understand that the launch and the thunder is from the ride doing that actual launch. Oh, see, that's neat. I like that. So it kind of gets you hyped up every time you see that lantern shake and you hear the sound and stuff. You know what's happening. Yes. I like that. I like that. So take us through the ride. Like, you know, it. it I mean, the launch, from what I heard from a lot of people— uh, maybe a little more intense than they were thinking. It is more intense. I think they, they did a really good job of building up the launch because you start in the main station. Of course, you go in, you sit down, you strap in on this B&M with, the, with those nice vests that they have on the on the modern B&M rides. You, you move out into a, I, I, I guess you call it a show area. So you just move forward one train length into the barn where the barn is like, fake collapsing <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah. the, the fog machine shoot out you kind of really see the mechanics of the fog machine which i was disappointed about you're like can't you cover those up with some sort of theming so i don't see the mechanics of it and i yes. you stay in this old timey feel so the fog shoots out the 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 lantern shake the whole building looks like it's going to collapse and then you launch and you go straight out into this thing and you 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 go over the ground you go over the farm i guess theme and you go right into this first big loop Wow. And it looks like it, like when I saw your face on the video podcast, you yes. let out this howl like you were a wolf howling at the moon. It was like a, a good moment for you. It, it, it's great because I think a launch roller coaster should leave a building. I think any 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 park that's going to be building a launch roller coaster from here on out is going to learn a lesson from Holiday World that you don't take the people out of the building and then park them and then launch Launching out of the building works so much better. It's like everything else. If you have stuff close to you, you feel much faster. Yes. And so the launch feels much faster if you're leaving an actual physical space. I like that. I like that. And then it seems like just one maneuver after another, like big, graceful maneuvers. So nothing that's too tight. Uh, no, nothing you know. too tight, nothing too rough, and I think that's what makes this such a great compliment to Holiday World is comparing it to, the, like, say, the voyage. It's v- the voyage. I've described it as something that you have to endure. Yeah, <laughs> you yes, know, yeah. you have to kind of brace yourself for. Whereas Thunderbird is something that you just enjoy. You literally put your hands out, put your feet out because you're on this wing rider. You just kind of wee, <laughs> woo. All the way through 140 foot Immelman, you know, you go through the, the the carousel, you go through the keyholes. The whole thing is just like, this is fun. Yeah. You know, the ride looks like a complete success, except for maybe two things that I saw you mention on the video podcast. One, there's some like chain link fence around that kind of looks a little weird that you go yep. down towards. Um, yeah. and, and you brought up a very good point is that when Will Cook was talking about wanting to have a big steel roller coaster, he yep. wanted it in the woods and he kind of wanted it to resemble a Star Wars movie, right? He actually, yeah, in, in, in Will Cook's like in his notes and things like that, he wanted a steel roller coaster that would be like flying through the forests of Endor. Yes. And, yes. and, and this ride doesn't accomplish that and i think the chain link fences and the dirt are a big part of that because you do go through some stuff but when it goes down low they've blocked off the the the, the ride with fences wow and i don't understand why they had to do that and i, I i'm gonna forgive the dirt for now right sure if by the end of the season or maybe even i would forgive them all the way to the next season 
if they don't plant grass or they don't get the brush growing in underneath this ride, that'll be that'll be that'll be one thing. But if they leave it dirt, that's going to be really bad yeah. for this ride. Yeah. They've got to get the stuff growing in there to make it actually feel like because that was something they they talked about. It's like we're going to cross over Voyage and Voyage has a great reputation of taking you back into the woods. So you've got to get that with Thunderbird as well. And you got to get those fences out of there because if I think I'm back in the 19th 18th century or whatever it is, flying around on this mythical bird. I don't want to see some modern chain link fence. Come on, push yeah, that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it away from the park or put it away from the ride so that people still can't get into the restricted area. Just make the restricted area larger so that as you're on the ride, you don't see it there necessarily. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me why they would have to build the fences so close to the ride itself yeah. when they could put those same six-foot fences that say, like, you will be decapitated <laughs> by somebody's foot. <laughs> you know, put those signs up, but put them all the way out by the road. You know, put them all the way out next to Splash and Safari. You don't need them so close to the ride where I see it and takes me out of the moment. Yes. The other thing that you mentioned is that the um, there is a sort of the barn that you go through at the very end that has sort of yeah, the head Yeah, the shopper. keyhole barn. Yeah. You go through the keyhole barn once and then you do a carousel. You come back around. You do the keyhole barn again. And this is, again, this is a Will Cook design. He wanted that carousel. He wanted the double pass through. But that barn... It really, it, it looks like it was, it's like a, a <laughs> it looks like somebody built a chicken coop out of old pallets they found behind Rural King. Yeah, yeah. Now, the interesting <laughs> thing, though, E.B., is that uh, Paula did write in, and she did say Uh-oh. that they are going to paint it. They are going to, they still have some work to do on it. So maybe that was just something that they, you know, got kind of ready at the last second. But I think we will see some improvements for it. So that's good. That's good to hear. Well, good. I think they got the feedback, I think, because most Coaster Boys are saying, wow, I love the plaza of Thunderbird and everything looks so, wait, what's that dumb barn? <laughs> and you know, That Coast- doesn't look like everything yeah. else. Everything else looks awesome. Coaster Boys uh, will not hesitate. To, well, uh, that's that's the thing is you can make a ride and you can make everything about the ride and everything else mediocre, but if you make some of it super awesome, yes, which I got to say, Holiday World and every you know everybody involved, the the entire plaza area looks great. The theming of of the queue line of the restaurant of the 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 Pepsi Oasis, all of that looks so good. You do get disappointed then by that barn experience because it's mediocre. So it's kind of a comparison thing. Yeah. So let's say you had to then rank all of the major roller coasters at Holiday World. Where does this fit in? (sighs) This is tricky because it kind of goes into the whole thing of like how do you rank roller coasters in general? Thunderbird, it's so in a different category all its own, I feel like, because it's – See, Raven Legend and Voyage go hand in hand because they're all pretty exciting wooden roller coasters. And Raven Legend, Voyage, they go in that order. Voyage is the most intense. Raven is the least intense. Thunderbird, I feel like it's almost on the scale of like, what are the, what's what's the kitty ride where it's the happy whales <laughs> that just go up and down? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, right, it's that sure. thing. Wait, it, it's just a fun wonderful ride that everybody's going to enjoy. So I think people that can't stand the voyage are going to get the same thrills, the same excitement out of Thunderbird without the head banging and the intensity. Yeah. So Thunderbird, you could re-ride a bunch of times. Absolutely. You could could ride Thunderbird over and over again and you'd just be like, oh, this is great. I guess I'll just eat my Thunderbird french fries on this. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. That's good. I like That's it. Good. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I think it's a great choice. I think Holiday World did a good job. They executed it very, very well. I, I, the fact that it's a launched wing rider, I mean, it's a good gimmick, and I think it's going to work for them for what it's worth. But uh, overall, it's a good compliment for the rides that they already have. Yeah, I was very disappointed at Tempesto Media Day because I think all of the famous Coaster Boys were with you down there at Indiana. <laughs> like, they all went there. They were not worried about Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Like, you know, I, I think you had all the all the biggies down there. Well, describe Tempesto, because isn't that kind of a ride that we've already seen before? Yes, Tempesto is a, basically the exact same ride that they have at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. And there it's like the Superman ride there, I guess. And uh, remember, we, we talked about it years ago with Orange Shirt Girl. Like, she, that, right. was, the, that was the ride <laughs> oh, that Orange no. Shirt Girl was on. Uh, and now they have brought it to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, but they have added a few more seats which I will tell you about because that makes it a little more interesting. So they've got a couple more seats on there for you to, uh, you know, get a little bit more capacity. 
Um, but the ride is located right next to the queue area for Apollo's Chariot. So it's right in front of Apollo's Chariot, which okay. is very interesting. Then uh, Greg, my brother, went with me, and we were kind of looking at it, and we're like, why did they put it right here? Like, there's so much room in Busch Gardens. Why would you put, like, two major roller coasters right next to each other? And as I look at Tempesto, I don't call it a major roller coaster. In mm. fact, Greg looked at it, and he said, this ride, to me, looks like it belongs in a state fair. Ooh, just because of its length and the way it kind of looks like it, it you know, it's it's more than just like a Larson Looper or something like that, of course. But it it, it kind of has that feel of uh, because of its length and because mm. of the height and the, and the, the shortness of the ride. It's not, you know, a, as grand, I think, as some of the other Busch Gardens roller coasters. It's kind of like a shuttle loop that's connected at the top. Yes. Yeah, that's basically what it is. You know, EB, one of the cool things at the media day was park president Carl Lum was standing by uh, just kind of looking up at the roller coaster with a big smile on his face. So Greg and I stopped by and asked him a couple questions. Okay, so we're here with park president Carl Lum. This is a big day for you guys. Exciting, right? It's a great day. Yeah. Great day. Great. Tepesto's a great ride. Yeah, we actually just got off a couple seconds ago, and it's intense. What it's an think? intense ride. We liked it. I mean, Greg was over here loving it. I was it. nervous. Very, you know, first time riding a ride, you know, you don't know what it's going to do. and You know, you can see it all you want, but when you're on it, it's just a whole totally different experience. So it's great. Very, a lot of good surprises, I think. Yeah, I think intense is the word I hear yeah. from a lot yeah. of folks. Yeah. Very yeah. intense. In fact, that's what we heard uh, you were saying last week. It's the first time you rode it. You said, wow, it's a lot more intense than we thought. And it's, but it's a fun intense. It's great. A lot of surprises while you're up there. Well, there's a lot of innovative features that you don't necessarily see in a thrill ride. Mm -hmm. Like the acceleration straight up and straight down and the slow airloin roll at the top and going through the station at over 60 miles an hour. And, you know, I ride a lot of rides. And uh, this ride's really intense, and that's uh, a great experience. Yeah. So. Have you guys had this on the drawing board for a while, like kind of taking a look at this area near Apollo's Chariot to put it here? We worked on this a long time. And yeah. we, you know, with this particular ride, we uh, we went back to the drawing board two or three times and said, you know, we can do find something that's, that's, that hits the mark. Right. And we worked quite a bit on it, and I'm really happy. And, you know, it was a lot of hard work and, and rode a lot of rides, right, which is, which is yeah. a, it's a cool part of my job. I, I like that. <laughs> that, I imagine, would be the best part of the job is getting to ride, try different things, see what might work. I think that would be fun. You do, because the last thing you want to do is put a ride in and say, oh, that's not quite what I wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a big investment, and in, uh, in our guests... Uh, uh, um, we want our guests to enjoy it. Yeah. So. We also like the theme. The theming is fun. Very, kind of yeah. the Italian daredevil. That looks pretty cool, especially with all the new signage. That's cool. And it, yeah, I like the Tempesto character. He's, uh, he's a pretty suave guy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. pretty cool I with like the mustache it. and yeah. everything. Are you guys getting excited for the year, though? I mean, a lot of big things happen at Busch Gardens for like the big 40th anniversary, right? That's right. We have our 40th anniversary that we'll be celebrating in May. And then uh, right at, at Memorial Day, right after that, we start our Food and Wine Festival, which this is our third year. Of doing our food and wine festival, and it's uh, been received uh, very. It's very popular with our guests. Yeah. And uh, now I gain. You know, we do that for about six weeks. I gain about a pound a week. <laughs> so that's the only problem with that. <laughs> the food's really good. Lots of wine. We're gonna have a scotch tasting. Oh, nice. Okay. This year, yeah. as, as part of food and wine. Yeah. And uh, and then we hit the summer, and so uh, and then then it's Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. So it here at Bush Gardens, it just it never stops. Yeah. I think that's one of the most fun things about being a fan of Bush Gardens is that. You have something pretty much year-round to do, starting now in the spring, going through summer, a hollow scream, Christmas right. town, fantastic. Yeah, it's all about product, yeah. and and it's a lot of hard work. And you know, the great part about our, our company and our business is that our team members here work really hard on it all year long, and they're very proud of the work they do. And so, uh, you know, our, all, all the things we do all year long, it makes a difference, and and uh, very happy, yeah. very happy with yeah. the product. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to go and see if we can get on this ride a couple more times because Tempesto is a fun ride. We're loving it. They hit a home run here, Mike. Yeah. I really think they did a great job. That's great. So thank you very much. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming out today. Yeah, this is a fun year to be at Bush Gardens, EB, because with the 40th anniversary, they've got a lot of things planned, especially with that food and wine festival. It sounds pretty cool. It's very cool. But we're talking about Tempesto, Mike. And for those of you who don't know, basically, here's how the ride works. is You sit down, yeah. uh, you get locked in, you launch up um, kind of a half loop. And then you right. come back, you launch a little faster, you go up the other side, then you go through the station one more time, you launch, you get to the top speed of 64 miles an hour, you head straight up, uh, you do a little bit of a twist, and then you're at the top of the ride where you do an inline roll, 
Uh, you really three, slow. Very slowly. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting part because you're 151 feet in the air and you're just slowly rolling over uh, where you're, all your weight's hitting the uh, restraints and stuff. Uh, then you uh, you you know come back uh, right side up. You hit a small break before you go down the hill and then you go through two twisting loops and mm-hmm. then back into the station. So, you know, basically, I think it's like 45 seconds, 50 seconds or something for the whole ride. Um, the launches are fun. Uh, my favorite part of the ride is when on the second launch where it takes you backwards and you're just kind of hanging on that uh, that hill right before right. you go back into uh, the station uh, for the big uh, for the big. Right. For the yeah, big launch. Yeah. Because all the way through. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I, I thought it was a fun ride. It was fun, but it was also fun for me because. I didn't have to wait in line for it. And, <laughs> right. I, and and Greg and I were kind of walking through and looking at all the space they have for the queue. And to me, I'm, I'm going to be so interested to see how fast they move people through on a June, July, August day, on a mm. Saturday, let's say. Because one interesting thing, EB, is that there is no quick queue for this roller coaster. Oh, okay. So, you know, there's no way to Prince Mike Collins it and get to the front of the line on this one. You are waiting mm. in the queue. There's there's no way. So, basically, because of the track design and the way the roller coaster is designed, there's one train. Right. And sure. I know that at some point there was talk about maybe having a track switch where right. they could load one train while another was on the track. But, okay. no. Um, also, I believe what has happened is that they've kind of shoehorned in a few more um, rows than they have at the uh, Superman Ultimate Flight out at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. Right, so, which is almost the same ride. Yeah, and to me, it was very difficult to get in and out of the roller coaster uh, mm. because there isn't much leg room. Like, you have to kind of, like, turn your feet sideways and kind of shuffle in. Um, and then also there are these over-the-shoulder restraints that are not on the ride out in California. So it's you a act- regular sit-down roller coaster, though, right? So yes. what do you have to do? It's just not a lot of leg room? Yeah, there is not a lot of leg room. And what you have to do is you pull down a bar, but then behind you are these kind of like rubbery over-the-shoulder restraints that are, you know, they aren't hard plastic. So right. it, it's hard. You have to kind of grab it. Before you sit down, you have to shuffle your feet in, uh, get in front of the seat, grab the restraint behind you, kind of lift it up, and then sit down and pull it down all at once. It's kind of like – it's kind of hard to do. So I'm wondering when you have all of these people coming into the ride, it's going to take a while for them to get off and then for the next group to get on. I'm just wondering how fast they're going to be dispatching because it's not an easy roller coaster to climb in and get out of. Yeah, that that concerns me. Whenever I uh, Holiday World's Thunderbird was kind of like that because it is a short ride. It's a hundred. It's it's one minute eighteen seconds. And even on Media Day, they were having a hard time getting people off of it and getting yeah. the next people on it. Yeah, a, a minute. I mean, you're saying this is going to be less than a minute. Tempesto. That's not a lot of time to get people off and on. Yeah. Now the interesting thing, though, I was watching reactions of people who were riding this, and everybody was like really kind of blown away from it. You know, and it's always hard on a media day. You never know if people are giving their real reactions. But mm-hmm. at least like there were some teenagers there who were riding it, and they were getting off, going, "Oh my god, that's one of the best roller coasters here." So I, I don't know. I think it just depends on what you like. Uh, to me, when I take a look at all of the other roller coasters in that park. Apollo's Chariot, Alpengeist, one of the greatest inverted roller coasters ever, Griffin, mm. a great dive coaster, uh, Verbolton, which is, you know, like I, I'd say maybe it's on like kind of the lower end of it, Bush Gardens, but it's still great. Loch Ness Monster, the iconic, you know, mm-hmm. interlocking loops and stuff. This is just kind of a weird uh, addition, I think, you know, it's almost a flat ride. Yes. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Mm. It, it doesn't it doesn't seem to live up to the name and and the and the type of roller coaster that Busch Gardens Williamsburg is famous for. So maybe that's why I'm just like a, I was a little thrown by it. But it's definitely fun. It's a fun ride. I mean, it, it's yeah. you know, and it, it makes like you watch uh, me and Greg riding that the ride on the uh, video podcast. That was you the had first, a good time, right? Yeah, we were laughing, and it was the first time we wrote it. And so those are our honest reactions and stuff. And you actually see me get su- surprised at certain points. So, now, what do you think about what, what about rerides? Because I know with uh, Holiday World's Thunderbird, the first time I rode it, I really suffered from disappointment because we had built it up. I mean, especially here at CoasterRadio.com, we built it up so much. I was almost disappointed. But by like the third, fourth ride, I was really loving it. Yeah. So with Tempesto at Busch Gardens Williamsburg, what was it like? You know, after multiple rerides. Well, the interesting thing is, I was kind of um, going in with low expectations. 
Oh, okay. Because I just remember seeing the orange shirt girl thing and thinking, well, that's a cool ride. But so I, the first time we rode it, we kind of got off. We said, yeah, that was fun, but I'm not going to wait an hour for that ride. Mm. And then we rode it again, like in some different scenes. We said, yeah, that's really fun. It's kind of a bummer that we won't wait an hour for this thing, you know, like, right. because I, I'd love to ride that a bunch of times. But if I see the wait is longer than a half hour, I'm probably mm. not going to do it. No. So Thunderbird, of course, the theme is it's the Native American legendary Thunderbird rising up out of the ground to to escort the pilgrims into the new world. The theme of Tempesto it's it's an Italian daredevil, is that right? Yeah, and you know what? The act they actually had Tempesto there. That's his name. Uh, it's this very famous Italian daredevil, and uh, they named the roller coaster after him. And he was there, Eb. They actually brought him over from Italy uh, to be there to shake hands with people, to ride the ride, and to tell his story. And uh, I got a chance to meet him. So Tempesto is the actual Italian aeronautics daredevil. I saw Greg had the goggles and everything, but I really I, I'm especially interested in finding out what is Tempesto's reaction to Bush Gardens Williamsburg installing this roller coaster in his name. And Mike, if I'm not mistaken, we actually have Tempesto with us yes. right now today on CoasterRadio.com. That's right, because at the media day, I, I explained to him who I was. I shook his hand. I said, it's very nice to meet you. He was a little angry, though. He was very angry, and he said he wanted to come on the show to kind of explain why he is angry at Bush Gardens. He's, he's not happy with them. Well, I guess we ought to that. Therefore, the Tempesto Italian daredevil himself. We should cue the door sound effect and the music and welcome him to CoastRadio.com right now. Buonasera, E.B. It is so good to meet you. I love you, E.B. I love a Costa Radio. Oh, my God. I love you. Oh, Tempesto. Welcome to CoasterRadio.com. You have some strong opinions oh. about Bush Gardens and their installation of this new ride in your name. E.B. E.B. I am very angry at Mr. Bush. He has ruined my life forever. I am very angry at him. You're very upset. What specifically, Tempesto, the Italian aeronautics expert, the stuntman that you are, the the the, the brilliant contortionist of the air, what's, what's so upsetting about this ride? E.B., in my country, in Italia, I am a very big man. You know, I, people know me. They know because they know a Tempesto. They know Tempesto is the greatest dead devil ever to live in Italia. And so, wow, that... let me <laughs> okay, tell you why I'm, ang- I'm angry, E.B., because then... Uh, what, a, a year ago, maybe two years ago, a Mr. Bush, he called not the president of Bush, a Mr. Bush from a Bush right. Gardens. He, he, the owns, gardens right. he owns the gardens and he owns a theme park. He calls me, he says, Tempesto, we want to build a ride in honor of you, the greatest daredevil in Italia. Okay. And I say, it's about time. You have one to the Apollo. You have one to the ghost of the Alps. You have everything else. So make one about Tempesto. It's about time, right? Yes, it's about time because I, I am big, Ibi. I'm a big man. I'm big. I tell my wife, Donatella. I said, Donatella, they're going to make a big roller coaster about Tempesto. Finally, the people in America, they will know a Tempesto. And, but Tempesto, did this ride that they finally installed in honor of you, did it meet your expectations? Ibi, I show up to a Williamsburg. I look into the parking lot and I see a giant 200 foot coaster. And I say, this is what it should be because I am Tempesto. I am one of the greatest people in Italia. It should be a gigantic mon- monument to me, Tempesto. Tempesto. But no, Tempesto but no, himself. but no, they, they bring me over to this little 150 foot piece of crap. That's all it was. It was a terrible. And so I look at the round and I'm like, are you serious? This is not what Tempesto. And so my wife, she starts laughing at me. She goes, a small oh. man, a small coaster. I'm very upset. Right, because Tempesto, you actually are. You are uh, Tempesto, to be fair. You are small in stature. I mean, you are a short Italian man. Uh, d- despite the great things that you've done in the air, as an aeronautics genius, Tempesto, I must say, I've, I, I'm, your flights are incredible. The stunts that you perform Thank in you. the air, in your airplane. Yes. But this roller coaster, it's nothing. 
E.B., I am insulted because, you know, I, I, what I may lack in a stature, I make up for in the other areas, if you know what I mean, E.B. Okay, I know what you mean, okay. <laughs> and my wife, Donatella, she'll tell Donatella, you that. sure. She will, but, you know, speaking of that, uh, my wife, Donatella, you see her over there? She sits in a green room. Look. Oh, they, I see. Through the glass. I see yes. the glass closed nerve center of coastradio.com Check it here. out, okay. E.B. I, there are two words you have to think of with my wife, Donatella. Grandy Teti. Oh. Go to Google Translate. I'll Google Translate that. I don't know what that means. That means okay. uh, a big boobs. She's got the BB. Look <laughs> okay. at it. And you just went there. I didn't have to Google it at all. BB, look. It's like the Italian Alps over there. It's beautiful. You know what? I know. Have a seat pain. Write a song about my wife, Donatella. I suppose he very well could. But so, Tempesto, speaking of songs, Tempesto, Whoa. I believe you have something prepared for us. So, the thing is, EB, I am a famous uh, daredevil, but I am also a, a famous crooner. I like to uh, sing a song or two, uh, just like uh, you're a sea pain. And so, I actually have uh, my band here with me, my band leader, Luigi. Oh, Wow, listen, okay. Oh, he is I going guess to play. bring everybody in. I see them yes, here. here they're they coming in. <laughs> That's a lot of guys. Yes, so they're going to play. Okay. And I am going to sing a song for you, E.B., about uh, Tempesto. Not the man, but the ride. And why okay. I am a little angry at the Bush Gardens. Listen to this song, E.B. If you stand in a line, it's a big waste of time for Tempesto. Well, the most I would cue is a minute or two for Tempesto. You will launch back and forth, you'll launch back and forth, you'll launch till you get very dizzy. The ride is short, oh so very short, oh so very short, in seconds under 50. When you have great big thighs, it will be hard to ride the Tempesto. Just to sit in the seat will be a daring feat, don't you know? When you walk through the park and you're looking for something thrilling to ride, amigo, don't you know, head to the Apollo, not Tempesto, Tempesto, not Tempesto. Thank you. I wanted to sing that for you. Thank you, Gianluca, for playing the beautiful music on the mandolin. I love you. That's Tempesto, everybody. Thank you, Tempesto. I thank you, E.B., and I uh, maybe a C-Pain. You, you know, do a little number with me one day. I love a C-Pain. I love a E.B. I love a Costa Radio. There he went, Mike. I guess Tempesto. Wow. He did not even have a good review for his own ride. <laughs> well, it sounded like he was angry because he thought that Apollo's Chariot was the, the ride, and he was impressed by its size. And then Tempesto he gets there. did not live up to the, the thrills no. that Tempesto, the aeronautic stuntman, yeah. actually would it be able to provide would actually be able to provide uh, in this tiny little ride that's right uh, he thought it should be 200 plus and this one's only 150 yeah and he was upset that it's a hard ride to get into like uh, his line that he said if you have great big thighs it will be hard to ride the tempest <laughs> mike all right so a couple of good reviews here at coastradio.com don't forget we gave you guys a lot of links tonight so pay attention to those we want to see you guys at cedar point we want you guys to sign up over there at the knott's Berry farm Iron Reef. All this stuff is coming up on CoastRadio.com. I heard Tempesto and Donatella are going to the Cedar Point meetup, so that'll be fun. <laughs> they might be. CedarPoint.CoastRadio.com. And of course, IronReef.CoastRadio.com. If you are in California, you want to get on that special deal, they're in, on May 15th at Knott's Berry Farm. This is the opportunity. Yes, I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited to hear uh, listeners of Coaster Radio call in and write in and tell us all about that. Taking some pictures, uh, getting it up on Facebook, Facebook and Twitter. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, definitely head to that website. It is ironreef.coasterradio.com. That's how you head to that.
That's right. It's the May 14th, not 15th. So May 14th, ironreef.coastradio.com. If you guys are in California, this is your opportunity to go to Knott's for free. I'm not joking. So seriously, wow. go to ironreef.coastradio.com. It's a special deal between us and Knott's where you guys can go and get a preview of the new 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D. I don't know what it is. Triotech roller coaster 3D hybrid. Yes. Now, so much of this content is coming to you because of our patrons at patreon.com slash coaster radio. Don't you agree, EB? Like so many of these great things that are happening are because there are people supporting the show. Absolutely. We we are upping the game here in, in season 10 of coasterradio.com. Thanks to all of our patrons, especially those at the $20 level. That's right. We want to thank Rick Burnley, Christine from Georgia, Jeff Homestead, Todd Houts, Brian Coffson, Kenny Marcellus, Matthew from Yorkshire, Brian Platt, and Sam Thomas. And our honorary executive producers, Nathan Slater, Brian Wackler, and Coaster Addict. Com. Join those great people by becoming a patron yourself. You can find out all about it at patreon.com slash radio or head to coasterradio.com. Click the link right there. You'll find out everything you need to know. Absolutely. So patreon.com slash radio. This is the guy. If you, if you want to join up and you want to be one of the people that keep coasterradio.com coming week after week, these are the people that are the true patrons of the art of podcasting about roller coasters and theme parks. That's yeah. us, coasterradio.com. Patreon.com slash radio. If you want to support the show, tons of perks on there, tons of cool stuff. So make sure that you are a supporter of the podcast. That's right. On next week's show, more great theme park talk. We're going to be talking with people at SeaWorld San Diego. We're also going to have a video podcast from out there. I'm going to tell you about my trip to the Magic Castle, which is kind of a theme park in itself. What? Yeah. Also, a review of Belmont Park and the Giant Dipper out in San Diego. And uh, actually, I had a chance to attend King's Dominion's 40th birthday. I was actually yes. at the park on King's Dominion's birthday. That's the pretty birthday cool. The birthday itself. Yes. So that's a lot of fun, and that's the park that you and I grew up with, EB, so it was really cool uh, just to be there on that day. And if all goes well next week, I, this is even going to be news to you, EB, but it's it's something that I've been sworn to secrecy on, and I wanted to surprise you with it. I think we're going to talk about it next week. News on a top-secret attraction in Mexico that I think is going to make you... Uh, go wild when you hear about it. And this is not a joke. This is not a character bit. It's something very real uh, that if all goes well, we'll talk about next week. Top secret coasterradio.com exclusive. Yes. I hope it has nothing to do with aliens. No, no, not at all. But it is an exclusive. <laughs> it is an exclusive. It should be fun. And uh, it's got a fantastic story uh, in it as well, EB. So I think you're going to like this. Next week's episode is not one you guys are going to want to miss because it, it, if, if all goes well, we're going to have some good stuff in there. I'm super intrigued. Yes going to be great so it's coming up next week on coasterradio.com we'll see you guys next week thanks everybody thanks for listening to the original theme park podcast for coasterradio.com i'm neil patrick harris peace out suckers coasterradio.com is a production of lift hill media llc the show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission